0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Davis United Methodist Church. My name is Kelly Love, and I'm the pastor here. And I'm glad to welcome you to worship on this United Methodist Women Sunday. So I'm glad you can be here with us this morning. Um, I'm glad to see so many of you with your name tags on, and if you haven't picked one up on your way in, you can do that as we greet each other just a little bit later. We do have a few announcements about things going on at the church. Uh, This morning we receive our monthly special offering. This morning we are extending our ministries to the... um, entire range of age ages in our community. The, our offering will go to um, the Yolo Crisis Nursery, which provides short-term emergency care for children when families are in crisis. It's a wonderful resource that often helps uh, kids not need to get involved in the child protective service system when a family themselves can recognize the need for hope and Need for help and um, reach out for that. And then also Citizens Who Care, which is an organization in our community that provides support services, including um, respite visitors to folks, uh, to seniors in our community, when um, who have a caregiver at home who can use some assistance. So, encourage your giving to that offering this morning. The season of Lent begins this week. Hard to believe. Um, Before Lent begins, we will enjoy our uh, Shrove Tuesday, our Fat Tuesday pancake dinner together Tuesday evening. So I hope you can make that this week. Uh, Then Wednesday, we will have our Ash Wednesday service at 7 o'clock. You're invited to participate in a small group in the season of Lent. Our theme this season is Covenant, and we're going to do a six-week-for-the-season experiment in the Wesleyan or Methodist tradition of covenant groups. Um, We'll have a Wednesday afternoon and a Thursday evening group for sure, and possibly a Sunday afternoon group, so you can sign up on the sheet on the table on your way out if you're interested in that. Um... I hope you'll all stay after the worship service this morning. We have, as always, our two classes. Our adult Bible study focuses on answering God's call to a life of intentional love through service, and our Contemporary Issues Forum looks at the 55th anniversary of the Nashville Lunch Counter Sit-In, so I hope you might stay for that. Um, We have an announcement from Jim Tisher this morning.
1: To catch up on great decisions, the Africa session will be next Tuesday, the 24th, but also uh, Julie Speezy and I are working on uh, the human trafficking session, and we're going to have two speakers from Sacramento that will be here in uh, March, and we want to open that up to the wider community, so um, stay tuned for that. We are
0: resuming our um, gatherings on Wednesday evenings. Welcome Wednesday for dinner, just an informal time to not have to cook and to come gather and be in community and enjoy dinner together. Uh, the first one will be a week from this Wednesday on the 25th, and we do need folks to sign up to host or provide food for those dinners. Um, so there will be sign-ups available in the Fellowship Hall after this service. Um, Our ushers will be passing out our attendance pads now, and if you could take a minute to let us know you're here, that's really helpful for us as we try to um, be aware of folks coming and going and the needs of our community. Um, And before we move on to uh, our opening hymn this morning, we have a special uh, presentation from Alice Lakin for the United Methodist Women. Thank you.
2: Good morning, and welcome to UMW Sunday. Each year, the United Methodist women of our church recognize a person or persons who we perceive as a significant contributor to the health of our church, family, and community. These persons exemplify our purpose of inclusiveness while living and teaching the love of Jesus Christ. They quietly go above and beyond their commitments to ensure their worship events go smoothly. This special mission recognition was to have occurred last fall, but because our district treasurer resigned, we were unable to get the pins on time. It is my honor and pleasure to make the presentations today. I would like to ask Alice Harvey to come forward. Alice has served, thank you. Alice has served with our children and youth ministries for many years. She has a knack for noticing where help is needed with our children. She looks around and spots maybe a restless child, and she very calmly gives them a hug or a smile and, and helps them or calm them or help the parent. She also ensures all our dishes are clean and put away in the kitchen. <laughs> it's my pleasure to give this to Alice. And now I'd like to have Dave Atkinson come forward. <laughs> Dave is our media sound technician, or he does, I know he does it with Dick Dowell, but he has done so much for us, especially with the slides that we have used and are using, and we want to show, his, show our appreciation to him. So, thank you. Thank you. Both Alice and Dick's names have been entered in the Women's Division, the Archives in New York, as these for the special recognition. This morning you will learn some of the history and the stories of how and where United Methodist women minister around the globe. In Davis, some 18 women gather here every uh, Thursday afternoon, the first Thursday afternoon of the month for fellowship. It is there that we learn about our global ministries, and it's also where we plan our local outreach ministries. All the women of this church are automatically United Methodist women, but I would like to invite each woman today who is interested to join us on one such Thursday for fellowship and participation in our ministry. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Alice. This morning's service will feature stories, as you will see as the service goes on, and we open our, with our hymn of singing our stories. But before we do that, would you take some moments to greet each other this morning?
3: Good morning, morning. my name is Joyce Smuda, it's my privilege to be your worship leader today. Our call to worship is the purpose statement of the United Methodist Women, and I'd like to invite you to join me now in reading it aloud. The organized unit of United Methodist Women shall be a community of women whose purpose is to know God and to experience freedom as whole persons through Jesus Christ, to develop a creative, supportive fellowship, and to expand concepts of mission through participation in the global ministries of the Church.
4: With the beginning of the first organization of uh, Methodist Women in 1787, I would like to share with you just a few thoughts on, the, on that mission as it began. And we as the United Methodist Women since that time in 1784, we have been answering the call that we will go. Then in March of 1869, two women who were on a trip to India with their husbands who were missionaries, at that time women were not allowed to be missionaries, and these women saw the plight of the women in India, and they decided to come back to the United States and do something. They sent out a plea to all the Methodist churches asking all of the women to give two cents a week and a prayer. And this was in March. By May of that year, they had raised enough money that they voted to send two women to India. And in November the 3rd, these two women set sail to India. One name was Isabel Thorburn, who was an educator, and Clara Swain, who was a physician, Isabel Thorburn went to Lucknow, India and started her educational program which grew into the University of Lucknow which is now still going strong. And one of our people went there two years ago to bring back the news to us that it is going. Then uh, Clara Swain, the physician, went to Burleigh, India and started her medical program. And she began a hospital which now is in full force, still running, Clara Swain Hospital there in India. we, as the United Methodist women, a few of us would like to tell you only a few stories of the 367 projects that we do throughout the world. And out in the North X, if you have a few moments, Zora has put together the most beautiful uh, tripod fold, telling where we are and what we're doing in each one of those countries. We now begin our journey to tell, share with you just a little of what we do.
5: We'd like you to know that we helped to fund the Left Behind Children's Project in Shansu Province, China, providing primary and mental health services to rural 11- to 15-year-olds who were left with elderly relatives so their parents could find work in big cities of China. We continue this journey through Voronezh, Russia, with our support of camping for children with disabilities, particularly cerebral paralysis. This journey continues with our support of funding to the McCurdy Mission School in northern New Mexico. For 94 years, McCurdy School in northern New Mexico's Ariba County, one of the poorest of the United States, has served Native American children. Our local unit, along with United Methodist Women across the country, helped provide an exemplary job of educating 540 K-12 through grade students. Our support helped build the first medical clinic, nursing program, and the first hospital staffed by United Methodist doctors and nurses.
1: We've kind of divided everything up this morning so it's in kind of sections. so I will be doing several scriptures, but they're all very short. Our first scripture this morning is from, from Matthew 18, verse 5. Whoever welcomes one such child... In my name welcomes me.
6: this journey to Buenos Aires, Argentina. There we support the Argentine Federation of Methodist Women with pastoral training and education to help women address life issues, including bullying, addiction, reproductive health, and violence against women, girls, teens, and families. This tapestry continues... As we enter a refugee camp in Kenya, where we assist in the funding of the Center for Victims of Torture, Healing of Psychological Wounds of War, and Famine for those escaping from Somalia. This journey makes a stop in Kathmandu, Nepal, at the YWCA Counseling Center. Here we give support for women and children survivors of domestic violence, torture, and critical health issues.
1: This scripture is from Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. Speak out for those who cannot speak, for the rights of all the destitute. Speak out, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Please join us in singing verse 1 of Song 2222, the servant song.
7: continue to share with you our journey as we travel to the Middle East, where we give support to the Grassroots International Women's Empowerment and Food Sovereignty Program in Palestine. Here we provide training, tools, and bees for Palestine women to produce honey, to sell, to earn money, to feed their families and communities in the West Bank, East Jordan, and Gaza Strip. Next, we journey to the city of Tumaladalia, Matagalapa, Nicaragua, and the Women's Ministry of Accessión Médica Cristiana. Here we help support the empowerment in women's health through community self-help groups and education in prevention of cervical cancer. Our journey now enters Katsubinska, Ukraine, where the work of the Association of Christian Nurses and Volunteers brings hope, healing, and the gospel through being the hands and feet of Jesus. Here we support in the training of nurses and volunteers in the art of holistic care to work with women, children, and youth living in poverty and with many diseases.
1: Our final scripture is from psalm 82 verse 3 give justice to the weak and the orphan maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute you probably noticed that all the scriptures talked about helping the needy the destitute and children you may have noticed in the women's purpose and UMW purpose that we work with women children and youth Let's continue our singing with verse 2 of the servant song.
4: We now bring our journey closer to home. We began with the Gum Moon resident of San Francisco, California. The Gum Moon resident, for over 40 years, has provided a safe, affordable haven for 30 Asian women from all over the world. Approximately 80% of the residents of the Gum Moon are battered spouses who seek refugees, refuge from abusive lifestyles. Other women there are women in economic and geographical transition and in need of a place to call home. This is one of our, here at the David Shunan Methodist Church, this is one of our local projects that we fund yearly. We now make another stop in San Francisco. We stop at the Mary Elizabeth Inn. This residence was begun by Mrs. Mary, Mrs. Lizzie Glide 100 years ago. Some of you may be familiar with the Glide Ranch right outside of Davis here, Mrs. Uh, Lizzie Glide's, that's her property, it was her property. You are familiar with Glide, United Methodist Church, Mrs. Lizzy Glide. The foundation is big, it continues through this day. And Mrs. Uh, Gly- Mrs. Lizzie Glide started this residence 100 years ago. This 100 year old nonprofit organization provides low income housing and support for women with a focus on only the women of San Francisco who were formerly homeless in poverty are victims of domestic violence. Notice many of the projects that we are doing have mentioned domestic violence. Throughout the entire world, women are trying to escape violence. And as Zora said to you a minute ago, we only support children and women. The Mary Elizabeth Inn currently provides 158 units of permanent housing for Women of San Francisco. This too is one of our local units here. This is a project that we fund yearly. We now end our journey today of only a few of the projects that we work with throughout the world. Our last stop is at the Red Bird Mission and the regions of the Appalachia, the mountains of Kentucky, Here the needs are critical. This is an isolated, rural, distressed area where chronic poverty, lack of jobs, poor housing, and rugged mountainous areas that provide obstacles for a fuller life for the people there. With the mission of the United Methodist Women here and around the United States, we help meet the needs of ministers there in five areas. We work diligently with their education, their health and their wellness, all of the community outreach, economic opportunities and community housing improvement for the people there. We have just lifted up a few of the projects that we do We are 18 women that are small, but we are mighty. We pledge yearly, each one of us pledge. And our pledges are beyond the pledges that we do, our tithing here for our wider church offering. We have two other major offerings. One will be next week. It's called prayer and self-denial. We are to pray all day and give the money that we would spend for the three meals that we eat that day and this year we are focusing on deaconess and we will have a guest speaker coming to us from Sacramento who is originally from the Philippines and she's a deaconess as well as a claim pastor and this prayer and self-denial money goes for many of these projects that you hear us talking about and help continue to fund the program of the deaconess. And then we have another uh, offering called World Thank Offering. We have a box that we as a field, I call it the big pig. We are to keep all the coins that we have from one March or one February, whichever, but this year's March, from March to March, all the coins that we have collected, we bring them. And this World Thank Offering is put in with all the rest of the women in the United States. And that goes to many projects. Throughout the world, today you will notice that some of us are dressed like in some of the areas where we fund and we give. We do many things. Those are just three. Now I would we would take a moment or two to have Jackie and Zora to tell you something about what we do here locally.
7: We didn't rehearse this part, so. Bear with me. Um, locally, we have monthly programs, and one month we had a program with Valerie Zeller, who is a social worker that this church supports. And another time, we had a program with a um, a woman who uh, um, told us about a program in Sacramento, um, women's empowerment. And a couple of us visited them when they had their open house when they moved to um, a new location. So locally, we learned from Valerie about a family of five, a single mom with four children, and they just moved into transitional housing where the children um, may have been in foster care and the mother um, was in a program. Um, And so they were joined together and they were in transitional housing, which is furnished housing. But they were in Woodland and four children all went to different schools and they needed bicycles. And um, through UMW and the support of this church, we were able to provide them with bicycles so they could all get to school. And since then, um, Christmas of 2013, we provided uh, them a shopping trip where they could get coats. And they've since moved into their own housing, which was unfurnished housing. And we helped provide furnishings, um, kitchenware, and bedding. And we've helped them with uh, food and um, additional shopping trips, Christmas 2014, um, a wonderful trip to r and and they needed clothing, and they were able to um, pick out all of them, clothing that they needed. And then most recently, the thing we're most proud of is that um, the mom is now um, in the process of completing the eight-week course at Women's Empowerment, and that program is giving her valuable skills to help her obtain employment, and we're very proud of the fact that we've been able to continue our support of this family, and we will continue to support them. Uh, The oldest child is going to be graduating from high school, so we feel very strongly that we're helping to end the cycle of poverty, addiction, and lack of education. Thank you. You may remember
1: a couple of years ago I shared with you the story of Nirmal and his wife in Mumbai who have established um, shelters, various shelters for street children. And these children have been abandoned, orphaned, victimed by abuse, or have parents who simply can't take care of them or put a roof over their head. Most of you are aware that Davis UMC and Davis UMW support three of these young girls who live in their Tawny shelter. UMW committed to DePauli, one of the three girls. And last year, we were able to put into reserve the balance of our tenure commitment because we believed that the women who made the commitment should fulfill the commitment. We didn't want to put it on future members. Because we had already made that commitment, we decided to go ahead and support Depali as long as she is at the shelter, whether it's 10 years or however long it takes until she completes her education and or leaves the shelter and no longer needs the support. I wanted to say to you that we have shared all this information with you this morning, not to pat ourselves on the back, but to let you know why we are so committed to United Methodist Women, both locally and internationally. Thank you for allowing us the time to give you an idea of how we share, we love, we give, we grow, and we serve.
3: We continue in prayer, taking this time to lift up to God the celebrations of our community and our world. We include prayers from the binder on the table in the entryway as we pray together. Let us pray. God of widest welcome, we trust in your care for our world and our lives. So we lay all things before you in prayer. We pray for peace and justice and an end to oppression. We pray for all those in need of healing, whether of body or of mind or of spirit. We ask continued prayers of healing and strength for Sue's mom as she deals with macular degeneration and the pain from her fracture. We pray for Janellen's granddaughter, Kelsey. A snowboarding accident in Australia has caused a leg injury a snap, and snap tendons. Uh, she can make it home before surgery, but it's sad that uh, she works for a snowboarding company in New York. We ask for comfort for all those who are mourning the loss of a loved one, and we gratefully receive your good news, O Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. God of real-world events and transformative vision in our world, we thank you for your steadfast presence at the very center of our lives. Help us feel your presence now as we continue to pray in silence. Holy God, to you we entrust all our prayers, both spoken and unspoken, as we join in the prayer that you taught. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you. We pass the peace in worship to remind us to work to reconcile our differences with others to be peacemakers. Would you take a moment now to offer the peace of Christ to those seated around you? We offer this song in honor and in praise. Let us stand and sing. is a way that we engage the spiritual practice of giving. Our giving also incorporates each one of us into all the ministries supported by our gifts. Let us give joyfully.
0: Before I send you forth, we have one final word capturing the vision of the United Methodist Women.
5: The name of my poem is called Inheriting the Vision, and it's also in the cross section uh, this month. Okay, and I'd appreciate if you at the end of each verse would say United Methodist Women. In a time when women went unnoticed, six of them braved a storm. With purpose and conviction, they gathered others to form United United Methodist Methodist Women. Women. Through the years that followed, they saw needs to fulfill, ideas, people, and places that were neglected until United United Methodist Methodist Women. Women. Eight denominations together joining hands, organizing, marching, praying, making plans, United United Methodist Methodist Women. Women. Addressing issues like poverty, child labor, immigration, migrant workers, women's rights, racial discrimination. United United Methodist Methodist. Women. Changing lives in foreign lands by focusing on missions. Also working locally through actions and petitions. United United Methodist Methodist Women. Then on to present problems with technology and prayer. Homelessness, the elderly. Affordable Health Care, United Methodist Women. We pledge to continue work begun in the 19th century by our faithful, courageous foremothers as their living legacy, United Methodist Women.
0: And now as you go out from this time and place into the days to come, May you be blessed to see God at work all across the world, working for those most in need, and may you go to find your way of joining in on God's work. Go in
8: peace.